0: Hey, lest you embarrass me, let's do this. Let's give Jesus a hand. Thank you, Jesus. <clears throat> Praise the Lord. You can be seated. Man, what a great morning we've had already. I am so blessed. Porter, thank you. Pastor Porter, thank you so much for leading the Let's give Pastor Porter a hand. Man, powerful. So powerful and all the bands. Thank you, brother. I'll give you a hug later. Praise God. Um, Porter and my son, Joshua, are friends and they communicate. Man, what a blessing it is to be here. And um, I'm type of lost for words after that introduction, Pastor Chuck, so you'll have to give me a minute here to get myself together. But first of all, um, I heard all you rowdy bunch who are here in uh, New Harvest Church. If this is your home church, congratulations. You go to a great church. Amen. Come on. You go to a great church. And don't take it for granted because churches like this aren't everywhere. Believe me, we travel the world. Churches like this aren't everywhere. So you are blessed to be in a life-giving, spirit-filled, power of God, Holy Ghost, tongue-talking, and, and a church where your pastors love you and, and are actually building you up, empowering you. So um, you are blessed. You know, a lot of churches, people go, I shouldn't say bad things, but anyway, I'm going to say it. Some, some churches, you go to church and you think, you know, it's a sunny day. It's all good. Everything's good. And then the pastor gets up and beats you up for an hour and you leave going, I'm just a worm. I can't do anything. That's not going to happen in New Harvest. You're going to come here, find out who you are in Christ, and you're going to go away feeling like you can take on the world because that's the truth. Yeah. Praise God. You are power-packed, amen. And so uh, thank you, Pastors uh, Chuck and Karen. Man, what a blessing it is to be here. It's an honor to be here, and uh, I value your friendship very much, and I'm looking forward to spending more time with you all and seeing what the Lord's doing in this house. It's such an honor to be here, and the heritage, the rich heritage here. And um, your pastors have you know, been pastoring for 34 years, I believe. Listen, that's no small feat. Let me tell you, if anyone's been pastoring for more than like five minutes, I say, well, congratulations. <laughs> if anyone's been pastoring more than five years, ten years, twenty years, that's powerful. Let me tell you, pastoring is one of the most difficult jobs in that. I tell people, if you can find something else to do, make sure you're called of God before you go into ministry, before you pastor. So um, I just want to take a second and, and one, you appreciate your pastors, pastors Chuck and Karen. Let's appreciate them for whole. Thank you so much. Thank you. Amen. Come on. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. And I hope. I hope this isn't, this isn't out, I hope this isn't out of order, because I'm in your house, but I want to say, I feel like the Lord would say to you, thank you. Thank you for feeding his sheep. Thank you for pastoring his sheep. Thank you for tending his lambs. And um, you've done a great job, and you're doing a great job. And, and uh, man, I watched last week online. How many of you here were last week online? I got to run around my room and on, on YouTube. Carla's like, what are you doing? I got my ear pods in, you know. I'm like, woo, this is awesome. Said, Listen to Pastor Chuck bringing the word. It was powerful. And maybe you just a, a visited here, a guest here, and you've come here just for the first time. Then welcome. I know they won't mind me saying this, but you know, if you haven't got a home church, you may just have found it right here. Praise God. You're very welcome here. And I tell people, a church alive is worth the drive. So if you came an hour, two hours, you know what? It's once a week. Make it happen. Uh, because there's something special about being together in a house of faith, together in a place where you can just worship the Lord together and do life together. How many of you know that the last two years have showed us one thing? We need each other to do life together. So come to a house of faith. Come somewhere where they're going to love on you. They're going to help you, equip you. And um, like I said, the church alive, it's worth that drive. So one, you know, one day a week, make that drive and do it, praise God. If I was anywhere near this place, if I lived... Praise God, we don't because it's so humid here. But if I lived here... Okay? Lord, are you calling me? Anyway, if I lived here then um, I would be at this church. This would be my home church, and I'd be here, praise God. So, so check it out. And make sure you come back next Sunday. Pastor Chuck's going to bring the fire, praise God. He's going to bring a great message. You come back next Sunday. And um, those watching online as well, the same thing. Tune in next Sunday or get here in person next Sunday. You'll be really blessed, amen. You'll be blessed. So grab your Bibles. Let's look at Acts 10, 38. Acts 10, Acts chapter 10, 38. Who's that young guy they got up there? Look. I need to update my photo. I think I've got a bit more salt now, Pastor Chuck. Than- the pepper's wearing out. I'm getting a bit more salty in my beard there. But anyway, this, that's me. If you didn't know, I'm not from America. Why are you looking at Acts 10, 38? Has anyone guessed yet? I'm certainly not from South Florida. In fact, I'm bilingual now. I speak English and American. It's amazing. I'm getting it. If we if, you know, drive down the road and we see something, wrong, you might say, Father, mother, seems to be an alligator crossing the street. But I can speak American as well. This might offend people. Mama, a gator! <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I got it? In fact, if I was born in America, I'd be born in the South. I love the South, praise God. You've got, you got the best food, the best hospitality, so I love it here. And uh, praise God, I've probably offended everyone. I apologise if that's offended <laughs> you. Hey, listen, you all make fun of my accent all the time. Everywhere I go, they make fun of my accent. And I don't mind. I, I think it's quite funny. So anyway, we're from England. We moved here 13 years ago. We haven't lost our accents. Our children have. They're 22, or just about to be 22, 20 and 18. And our oldest son, Zach, he um, works part-time for us. He's also studying business at university. And then our middle son, Josh, is uh, down in the church in Arizona, working full-time there on worship and youth and things like that. And then our uh, youngest child, Hannah, is... Anyone seen Hannah's story? Anyone seen her? Okay, just a couple of hands. So I may have to share that. I think that would really encourage you. But anyway, she, um, she's 18, and she's breaking my heart because she's getting married next year in April so you got to pray for me she's getting married but anyway they all speak American so they don't believe that we're, uh, we're English in fact she used to come out of school in high school with all her friends I mean one time I picked her up and there was, a, there was like a gaggle of girls I guess what do you call a, a lot of girls would be a gaggle of girls is that official? did I just make that up? I guess I made that up a group of young ladies were coming out of the school and I'm there in the car and I see them and they're like 14 years old and apparently when you're 14, 15 the English accent's cool right? so, so they, so they come to the car and, and I wound the wind down and she said dad, dad Talk to my friends. They don't believe me that we're English. They don't believe me that we're English. Talk to my friends. Say something. Say something. So I couldn't help myself. I went, "How you all doing?" I'm from Texas. She's like, "No, Dad." They're like, "We told you, Hannah. You're not from England." So anyway, we love we love England, but we love America. Praise God. We we came here as quick as we could in 2008. And we decided to stay. We now live in Colorado. That's where our ministry is headquartered in Colorado. And um, praise God, as Pastor Chuck said, we're honored to be able to serve Jesus by, by traveling the world. But what we do is, is we go to local churches. We believe that everything the Lord is doing is through the local church. And um, we're so excited to be at this church. Praise God. New Harvest. What a rich heritage. Has everyone got Acts 30, 10, 38? yet? Yeah, everyone found that? Okay. Acts 10.38. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit. And with power, who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit. I'm so glad this church is unapologetically teaching you that you need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. In fact, the Christian life without the Holy Spirit isn't difficult, it's impossible. If you're trying to live the Christian life without the baptism of the Holy Spirit, without the power of the Holy Spirit operating in your life... Then I tell people it's like having a car without gas, but Elon Musk has stuff have ruined that for me with his electric cars. But anyway, if you have a car without gas, a gasoline car without gas, or for those watching online from other countries, petrol, petroleum, then um, it's very useless, right? You can't do much with it. In fact, if I told you, you know, take that your car downtown and you didn't have any gas, you'd be very frustrated, you'd be worn out, you'd be tired, and you'd be fit to give up before you get off the property, well, that's what it's like to live the Christian life about the Holy Spirit. So I'm glad that you've been taught here and you've been baptized in the Holy Spirit and you operate in the power of the Holy Spirit. Never apologize for the power of the Holy Spirit. Never worry about speaking in tongues openly. People say, well, what about if someone's in church and they've never heard someone speak in tongues again? Well, they'll ask questions, but you know what? It's a sign for unbelievers and people will actually get intrigued. Like, what's going on? We had someone come into a church service once. He said, I don't understand what's going on. A lot of strange things, but I do know this. God's alive. God's real. Like for the first time, believe God's real. He didn't understand it. In fact, I tell people this. If you don't have to explain to a visitor what's happened on a Sunday morning service, you're probably not doing church hard enough. You know what I'm saying? It's like, we should be able to So never apologize for the power of the Holy Spirit. Never apologize for your baptism in the Holy Spirit. And praying in your prayer language is so powerful. I can't tell you how many times I haven't known what to pray or I haven't known what to do. And what have I done? I've prayed in the Holy Spirit. And you pray in the Holy Spirit, your natural mind's going to say, you're just wasting your time. You're just making up. What good is this? Don't worry about your natural mind. It bypasses your natural mind. It's your spirit praying directly to God's Spirit. And and as we've already said this morning, you know what? It builds you up in your most holy faith. It's a powerful gift of God. So keep doing that, praise God, with the Holy Spirit and with power. That word power there in Acts 10, 38 is dunamis power, where we get the word dynamite from. We're not talking about a little bit of power. We're talking about explosive, powerful power. We're talking about the type of power that can break chains, the type of power that can heal bodies, the types of power that can put marriages back together, the type of power that can bring children back home when all hope is lost, the type of power that can restore when things have been lost. That type of power. It's too late for you to convince me that God doesn't use dunamis, miracle, dynamite working power for his children. I've seen it too many times. Two weeks ago, I think it was three weeks ago, I was in Dallas. saw a man healed of Parkinson's disease for 15 years. He came to the front, and he stood there, and he just stood there like this, and everyone's crying and weeping in the crowds. like, what's going on? He stood there, and he started turning himself around like this, all slow. Like We've got it on video, and um, we haven't got it on this time. Our people are still making it. But anyway, we've, we've captured it on video, and everyone's crying. I said, what's going on? And he said, I've had Parkinson's disease for 15 years. He said, I couldn't stand up like this without shaking and having to sit down. Don't tell me God isn't working with dunamis miracle power today. Dunamis miracle working power. He is still healing all who are sick, praise God, who went about doing His miracle work of power, who went about doing good. You know, it's good to see people restored. Don't ever let the, the craziness of the world, you know, they've, it says this in Isaiah, they have to call good evil and evil good. You know what? You're doing a good thing by proclaiming Jesus. Jesus is the answer. Sure, you can help people in other ways, but ultimately the gospel is the answer to whatever people's problems are. So never apologize for that. Went about doing good and healing some. Does it say some on there? And healing How many? Oh, ah, oh. 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 I'm learning. Oh, oh, if you can't understand me, just wave. We'll get a translator up here, it'll be okay. It's amazing. I was somewhere, this, this elderly gentleman came to me after I preached, He said, he said, I, I, liked, uh, I liked your message. I said, Yeah, he said, I couldn't understand a word of it, but I liked it. <laughs> I said, I'm sorry. Oh, that is not some. That's not, he went about healing those that God chose to heal. Uh oh, uh oh. God is not a, I'll heal them. I don't think I'll heal them. They haven't prayed enough. They haven't paid their tithes. They haven't been to church. All good things. But that doesn't qualify for healing. We're going to look at what qualifies in a second. All who were oppressed of the devil. Every single person that came to Jesus left healed. Every single person that came to Jesus that wanted healing left healed. He did not tell one person, you cannot be healed. In fact, there was, you know, you know the, the uh, Seraphonician woman, right? Remember, honey, she said, you know, he said, you know, it's not my time at the moment. He said, you know, you haven't got a covenant with me. But guess what happened? She still left healed. She still left 100% healed. She put a demand. She still left healed. He healed all who were oppressed of the devil, not oppressed of God. You read that there? You got that in your Bibles? Because in my Bible, it says all who are oppressed by the devil. I mean to tell you, it's very simple doctrine. I'm type of a simple preacher. My kids say, Dad, you preach the same message often over and over. And um, they say, you say the same stories. And mum has to sit there and listen to the same stories. And my wife says, don't worry, I don't get bored. They're different every time you tell them. But anyway, she says, so, but I preach, I preach Jesus. And at the end of the day, I, I preach this. I preach God is good and the devil's bad. And we've had to have religion, we've had to have you know, some churches, that not like this church, but some churches that are religious and they, and they look in the word and they try and manipulate it to man's own because you know, they can't understand certain things. They just say, well, it must be God. I'm here to tell you, church, God is a good God yeah. all the time. And the devil is a bad devil. It's as simple as that. Let's not. We've had to have religion to help us get confused with those truths. God is a good God, and his will is for good for you. He has a good plan for you. You know, Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. He, The thoughts he has towards you are to give you a future and an expected end. Not to have you check out early. Not to have you sick. He wants only good for you. That's his will for you. 100%. God was with him. You know, in um, 2006, our daughter was three years old. When she was born, she wasn't actually, uh, this is Hannah I'm talking about, she wasn't actually able to eat solid food, or when she was born, she wasn't, she was a baby. I know that much about babies, I'm not great, I'm not great with babies, but I know that much. First, anyway, I won't go into that, I couldn't, first time I changed a diaper, I was like 21 years old, I didn't have a clue, I shouldn't have been, you know, anyway, I've got this baby, I'm like, what do I do with it? I'm like, hold it, trying to change its diaper, Anyway. Uh, I knew that. But anyway, she she was um, throwing up all the time. And when it was time to wean her, you know, when she was older, she couldn't eat any solid food. And she was very sickly. She would always be throwing up her her milk and stuff, and it wasn't... So we went to the doctors, and, and they have... In England, they check your babies, like, every week and stuff. And they have these graphs, and they have, like, the what's normal, and then they have, like, the danger zone. You know, extreme obese or extreme, you know, under malnourished. And she wasn't even in the danger zone. She was under the danger zone. So they said, we're concerned about your daughter, she's not developing, she's not growing. So uh, we kept trying all different things to feed her, the doctors tried all different things, in fact they admitted her into Great Ormond Street Hospital, which is one of the best children's hospitals in the world in London, and um, they admitted her in there and they did all these different procedures on her, but nothing would work. And finally they said, when she was three years old, she was the size of a nine month old baby. They actually put, we used to put her in nine month um, baby clothes, you know, she was still like a baby. And um, But she was very, very malnourished, um, stunted in her growth. A lot of her hair had grown out. It was very thin. Her uh, skin was almost like translucent. She did not look well. And we'd had two other babies. We knew what well babies looked like, and she, that was not a well baby. So they kept doing tests on her. And then finally, the doctor said to us, we've got one last procedure. We can actually surgically implant a feeding tube directly into her stomach and feed her with this uh, synthetic formula uh, called Neocrate. And they, they, what happened was they diagnosed her with this disease, and I'm only going to say it one time because I can't say it again, Enosynic entriopathy. Is that correct? So close? Almost. My wife used to be a trained nurse, so enocynic entryopathy? Close, that'll do. Just say it confidently. And it's an autoimmune disease that when you eat protein, your body rejects it. And she had lots of other things. She had a blood condition, lots of other things. So they put this uh, surgically um, implanted feeding tube in her. They gave her this machine that she had to carry around. In fact, she was too little to carry it. We had to put it on, on wheels. And so she was in her stroller. She had this machine next to her on wheels that used to feed her this neocrate formula 23 hours a day. One hour a day would be able to unplug it and clean it all out, flush it out and then put it back in again. That was her life attached to this machine. And that was their last hope. And after a few months of that, she started throwing up again. And I went to the doctor. In fact, I went to the the hospital and I was still trying to work and still trying to pay the bills. We had the two boys at home. Cardi was basically living in the hospital. And I went to the doctor and I said, I, I took him outside the room. I was like... Early 20s, so looking back on it, it was pretty arrogant. But I just took him to out of the room and I said, Sir, how long have you been doing this for? I said, How long have you been a pediatrician for? He said, 28 years. I just wanted to know if I'm dealing with a professional or someone who's just on the job. And I said, Well, what, what's happening with my daughter? No, what's she, this isn't working, is it? And he looked at me and he didn't want to tell me, but he said, No, this isn't working. So I said to him, What's next? What's the next plan? Because I was like, Surely you've got another plan. This is my baby girl. Surely you've got another plan because I'm watching her die in front of my eyes. And he took a grimace he looked down at his shoes and he said, I tell you what he said, bring her back in two weeks. He said, I've got one more thing I want to try over. Now I found out afterwards, he said that because he didn't have the heart to tell me. He expects us to live no longer than a week. In her condition, that was it. No longer than a week. So we didn't even take her home. We actually back up a, a few weeks before that, we heard this message and this preacher told us that God's a good God. See, we were born again, spirit filled, we were actually associate pastors in the church, we love God, but we didn't know the truth. We thought that sometimes God heals, and get this, it shames me to say it, I actually believed sometimes God put sickness on people to teach them something. Now, let me tell you, we have such an amazing, almighty, um, just amazing God that he can take a bad thing the devil did and bring good out of it. Yes. So I know there's testimonies of people said, well, such and such died and 20 people got saved at their funeral. You know what? God can take what the devil meant for bad, Come a child dying early, which I'm sorry, that's, that's the devil, and then actually... Put turn good into it but when people say and I understand because short term grief is easier to deal with you just say well God wanted another angel in heaven yeah. it's up to help short term yeah. but it's not going to help long term because how are you going to be able to trust a God who, who takes you know an English an English man wrote this song so I apologise but it's you know he gives and takes away now it's got a catchy tune isn't it Pastor Paul it's got a you know blessed be the name of the Lord but he doesn't give one minute and then just take it away he's a good good father now if you sing that you could sing it like He gives us healing, he gives us hope, he gives us salvation, he gives us prosperity and he takes away our sickness, he takes away our sins, he takes away, praise God. You can sing it like that but that's not how he meant it. He meant it because he lost a baby himself and he said well God gives things but sometimes he just takes them away. God's a good God church. God's a good church. He can use what the devil went for evil and turn it around for good but he doesn't do that evil. I'm telling you so we heard for the first time that it was God's will to heal. So we believed that sometimes God heals, sometimes he doesn't. We believe that sometimes God puts sickness on people. And I was there thinking, I'm a loving father. And I, I understand, Lord, you're a loving father. But how can you be all love and all powerful and watch my daughter die? I'll do anything. i will change places with her. And there you are saying that, you know, you've got the power to heal, but you're not healing. I didn't understand the true nature of God. I didn't understand the purpose of God. Well, for the first time we heard this message that actually taught us that it was God's will for her to be healed. And we got so excited, we went to that conference. Instead of going back home, we went to that conference, and she received prayer. And it was a simple prayer. It was nothing spectacular. She had hands laid on her, and they just prayed life into her body. They cursed the disease, and they said, life in Jesus' name. And she was in her stroller, and when she woke up, she, um, she smiled for the first time for a long time. And I said, Hannah, I believe Carly said this. She said, Hannah, while you were asleep, Jesus healed you. You're healed. We told her, you're healed. Nothing changed in the natural. We said, you're healed. Because the truth is, Jesus healed. Come on, Jesus healed 2,000 years ago. Jesus did the finished work, praise God. He, he took our place. He took our sin, our sickness, our poverty, our anxiety to the cross 2,000 years ago so that we don't have to carry that anymore. That's the good news. You might say, Ashley, actually, that's almost too good to be true. Welcome to the gospel. That's what that word actually means, right? Almost too good to be true news. So we... Um, she was prayed for, she smiled in that buggy, and I said, and Carly said, Hannah, when you was asleep, Jesus healed you. She said, I want to eat. Now, she'd never eaten solid food in her life. She was not able to eat any solid food, and, and for the last three months or so, she was on this machine, she, all she could do was drink water, nothing. So I said, what do you want to eat? She said, I want McDonald's. I said, McDonald's? That'll kill a well person. I said, McDonald's? I was like, don't sue me, McDonald's, if you're watching. So we drove around this strange town where this conference was, looking for McDonald's. We couldn't find a McDonald's, we found a KFC. I said, here's a Kentucky Fried Chicken. She said, that's fine. So we went to this Kentucky Fried Chicken. She was unplugged from her machine. She's on her one-hour break. We went in there. And we ordered a bunch of fried chicken and fries and brownies and Cokes because that's the type of thing you give someone who's been on like a fast for months and never <laughs> eaten anything. And if anyone was in that restaurant, they must have thought, this is a strange family. There's four of them that just sit there and watch one of them eat. Because we just were sat there, we couldn't touch our food, we were just watching that. And she took this fried chicken, she started eating it and swallowing it. She started taking fries, she was drinking milkshake, she was eating brownies. She started eating, 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 praise God. Hallelujah. She started eating. Amen. For the first time in her life, she started eating. We tried everything on her, we could. we tried try this, try this, can you eat this? She's eating it and swallowing it. First time in her life. We get back in the car, we got to drive to the evening session of the conference. And as we're driving back, she started to throw up. She started to give signs like she was going to throw up. And right there, I had a decision to make. Am I going to think, well, God gave her healing. Now she hasn't got it anymore. She's lost her healing. Or am I going to actually use my authority? Because anything that comes against the promises of God, you as a believer have authority over. Now, hear me very closely. You don't have authority over people, but you have authority over things that are coming against the promises of God. This disease was coming against a promise of God that my daughter was healed. At that point, she was three years old, so I had authority over her. I turned around and I said, choking stop in Jesus' name. And he said, oh Lord, nothing wrong with this, but oh Lord, please, please, please stop the choking. Please, please heal her. Please heal her. Please, Lord. Now, if you pray that, no condemnation. But you know what? Jesus didn't pray like that. Jesus said, stretch out your arm. Jesus, had eyes be open. Jesus said, co- Lazarus, come forth. Jesus commanded, why? Because he had the authority to do it. If I came to your house and your children went, please, 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 can I, please, can I have a coke out the fridge? You think that guy's? He must be abusing his kids. No, they just come in there and take what's theirs. I'm here to tell you, healing is yours today. Jesus paid the price for it, and as children of God, it's our right to take healing. It actually brings glory to God when we take the promises of God for ourselves, because He's already paid for them. They're all ours. So I turned around and said, Choking stop right now in Jesus' name. And it stopped. The one more time and, I said, and it started. And I said, Choking stop in Jesus' name. It stopped. And that was in March 2006. We, t- we actually went home with her. The doctors came to our house, the nurses that came to our house. said, We heard you're feeding your child. You can't do that. I said, Come on in. And then she was eating. She's eating. They were like, they, they fell back almost in the power of God. They were like, You can't do this. So We've been doing it for three days. She's fine. They said, Bring her back to the hospital. We took her back to hospital. They did all these tests on her. Because she still had the plug. She still had the, you know, this, this tube, but it wasn't attached. We never plugged it back in again. We never plugged it back in again. And, she's, and, and they said, and I said, you need to remove this. She said, we're going to have to test it before we start removing that plug. So they did all these tests, all these tests, and about three or four months later, they actually, they were a of disappointed. So they came in, and there was a bunch of them, and they said, and I love doctors and nurses, but they were a of disappointed. They said, Hannah, we've tried. We've really tried, but we can't find one thing wrong with you. You are 100% well. There's not one thing wrong with you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And now she's... 18 years old, she's fully grown. I say fully grown, she's about the height of my wife, which I guess that's tough. God lets some things grow until they reach perfection, and then they so some people just take a little longer than others. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so she's, she's, she's average height for what slightly under, but anyway, I think anyway, she's fully grown. She's all her hair's grown back, she's 100% healthy, not had any treatment or anything else. Praise God. And here's the thing God did not do that because we're special. God did not do that because he chose us. You know, I'm going to choose this family to be healed. No, he did that because we put faith in his word. We put faith in the finished works of the cross. And I mean the you, church, whatever is your issue, whether it's physical healing, whether it's mental anxiety, whether it's relational issues, whether it's whether it's uh, uh, lack in your finances, whether it's whatever it is, praise God, it's addiction, whatever it is. The answer is put in faith in what Jesus has already done. He's already done it for us. He's paid the price. It's a finished work. That's what they call grace. In fact, I like to look at grace like this. I say grace, really, Jesus was grace personified. Grace is the provision of God. Grace is God's provision. He loves us so much. He's like, here's my provision for you. That's grace. And in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus, he paid everything we'll ever need. He think about this, he took on he knew no sin, he was perfect. But then in second uh second Corinthians five twenty one, he made him who knew no sin to be sin. On that cross he became sin. He never sinned, he was perfect. But on that cross, he experienced the, the shame and the guilt and the condemnation of sin on that cross for those moments. Why? So that we wouldn't have to. So our sin could be forgiven. He experienced poverty. Second Corinthians chapter uh, chapter eight, verse nine. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, yet though he was rich, yet for our sakes he became poor. Why? So that we wouldn't have to experience that poverty anymore. He experienced anxiety. He was so anxious. He was so, he sweated blood. He was so anxious. Mental anxiety, he experienced that. So you don't have to ever experience mental anxiety. You can have peace. Even when the world around you is going crazy, you can have supernatural peace that surpasses all understanding. He took stripes on his back. First Peter 2.24. He took stripes on his back. He experienced pain in his body. In his physical, when he died on that cross, he experienced physical pain in his body so that we wouldn't have to. See, Jesus has paid the price for it. Now, all we have to do is, by faith, receive it. That's right. And let's not make this too complicated, church. We've had a lot of religion making it very complicated. You have to do all these things and jump through these hoops. You know what? God wants you well more than you want to be well. Right. Hear me now. Listen to me. God wants you well more than you want to be well. God wants you well. I'm telling you, every time. So, actually, why isn't everyone healed? You know what? There's lots of things that, that take part of this. But one quick thing that people need to understand. I know you understand this at this church. But God doesn't control every single thing that goes on on, on, on earth. And we've used this word sovereign, and we've tough abused it. God, I'm here to tell you, God is sovereign, praise God. There's no one. He's before the beginning and after the after. I mean, he is absolutely sovereign. But he doesn't control everyone's decision. In fact, it makes it more powerful, in my opinion, that he's given you free will. He's given me free will. So on earth, is everything happening on earth as God wants it? No. We're in a fallen world. When bad things happen, that is not God's will. But there's people who have got free will, and at the moment, people are making decisions and people are, people are doing things. Not always does God's will come about. Right. And all we need to know is not to overcomplicate it. The provision has been made for. Some people say, Is God able? I'm telling you, God's able. God's able to cure anything every time, praise God. He is well able. My God is well able. And is He willing? He's willing. It's always His will. In fact, you know. Um, they came to Jesus and said, I, I, are you willing? And a blind man said to him, in, this, is, this is in Matthew nine twenty-eight. He came into the house and the blind man came to him and said, Jesus said to them, do you believe that I'm able to do this? And they said, yes, Lord, you're able. We know he's able. We know he's able, praise God. And then later on here, another story, it says here that they said, are you willing? And he said, this is in uh, Matthew 8, verse 3. It said, Jesus put out his hand and touched him and said, I am willing. The lepers didn't know. They said, Lord, are you willing? And he said, I'm willing. And let me tell you, Jesus is, as Hebrews says, Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. When Jesus came to earth, you know, in fact, he said to Philip, right? Philip said, Jesus, show us the Father. And Jesus said, Philip, have I been with you so long and you haven't even known? He said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Yeah. My kids don't like this. They say it's cheesy. But if God was to take a selfie, it would look like Jesus. <laughs> Jesus is the perfect representation of God, the Father. When Jesus was on earth, he was 100% God. We know He's was 100% man as well, but he was 100% God on earth. And I'm telling you, Jesus never put sickness on anyone. Jesus healed everyone that came to him. Jesus did not do bad to people. He only did good. We've already read that. So you can know, and, and he's, I'm the Lord your God. Malachi said, I change not. God doesn't go back and forth. He's the same God. And I'm telling you, he's, he wants you well more than you want to be well. He's able, and he is willing today. And wherever you've come from, wherever you're able, don't let people say, well, I've seen this healed, but I'm not sure about that. Everything. Everything. Jesus is about the name above all names. There is nothing, named or unnamed, that doesn't have to bow the knee to Jesus. Every sickness, every disease, every, everything has to bow the knee to Jesus, praise God. And I'm here to tell you, God is willing and God is able. And we've seen it too many times in our own life. My wife was healed of grand mal seizure epilepsy. We're talking about the type of epilepsy that, that would make her have fits, actual physical fits on the floor. She had to take 11 different medications every single day. When I married her, she was not able to be left on her own. She had to have all these medications. She couldn't drive a car. She didn't have a driver's license. And I tell people, I'm not sure she can drive a car, but she's got a license now, praise God. She's got a license. She got got me back for that. She's got a license. She couldn't do anything like that because she had this epilepsy. She'd go to hospitals. One time, they emergency land a commercial airplane because she was having such a bad seizure. And guess what? She got a hold of the Word of God and believed the Word of God. And now she's not on any medication. She hasn't had one seizure for 15, 16 years, praise God. 100% well. And last week, we was preaching at a church. And last week, we was preaching at a church in North Carolina. We saw people healed of things they said couldn't be healed. The week before that, we was somewhere, Missouri, Missouri the week before that. We saw people healed of things they said they couldn't be healed. The week before that, we was in Chicago, then Dallas. Anyway, every weekend, we've been places and seen people healed. It's too late to tell me that God is not in the healing business. God wants you well. That's his will for you 100% of the time, praise God. Hallelujah. Who's ready to receive? who's ready to receive today praise God Hallie, I'm going to ask my wife to help me pray thank you Jesus so th- don't overcomplicate this. this is not, this is not something that you, know, you, you are worthy, Jesus made you worthy for healing you are a candidate for healing let me say this, this may shock you you don't even have to be born again right now to receive your healing now here's the thing, if you haven't given your life to Jesus once you receive your healing the first thing you need to do is give your life to Jesus that's the most important decision you'll ever make Giving your life to Jesus. Whether your body is healed or not, is almost insignificant compared to giving your life to Jesus. Maybe you're watching online. Maybe you're here in person. If you've never given your life to Jesus, you need to make him your Lord and Savior. He only has good for you. He loves you. And he wants you to come home. You've been wondering what's missing in your life. It's Jesus. He wants you to come home. And all you have to do is believe on him and confess him and just say, Jesus, I make you my Lord. And if you do that for the first time, please tell someone in this church. If you're watching online, please contact New Harvest Church and let them know that you've made the most important decision of your life. And they're going to help you on this journey. But you can receive healing today. It's for every single person. God wants you well, whatever it is, even heart healings, emotional healings, mental healings, healings from addiction. Whatever it is, praise God, God wants you well. Hallelujah. Get ready to receive today, praise God.
1: Amen. You know, I was just sitting there listening to, to the word. There was a scripture that was just stirring up in my spirit. It's um, Deuteronomy 30, verse 19. And the Lord says to the children of Israel, I set before you as witnesses against you today, heaven and earth. You know, all of creation is watching to see the decision that you make next. He says, I set these before you. That you might um, choose life, right? I set before you blessings, blessings. I set before you life and death, not curses and blessings, but life and death that you and your descendants may live. So choose life. We get to choose. All of creation is watching what we choose. All of creation is watching to see, will we put faith in our saviour? Will we put faith in the King of kings, in the Lord of lords? Will we believe the word of God above the circumstances? Will we believe the promises of God above the doctor's report? Where, where are we going to put our believer? Where, we, we need to have our believers switched on, right? I heard the Lord say, this is the day of breakthrough. We're not breaking down, we're breaking out, amen. We're not breaking down, we're breaking through. We may not have been able to stop the enemy coming against us, but when the enemy comes against us, you know, the Lord raises up a standard against it. The victory has already been decided. We get to win. You know, this means that life's not fair, we have an advantage, We have an advantage. Our victory has already been declared and heaven and earth and all of creation is standing by as witnesses to see us come into the full full fruition of what Jesus paid for us to have. Man, when I got that on the inside of me, that's what set me free from epilepsy. That was the scripture that God spoke to me. He says, I set before you heaven and earth. What are you going to choose today? What are you going to choose? Are you going to choose truth? Are you going to choose life? Are you going to choose breakthrough? Not victim mentality. Not but the doctor said, but the bank balance said, but my body hurts. But I know I'm choosing life. I'm choosing to believe the God of the impossible. Amen. He's the God that makes all things possible. And the seizures stopped when I chose life. Come on. They stopped when I choose life. Let me tell you, uh, brothers and sisters, there is no sickness that is more powerful than the name of Jesus. It just doesn't have that kind of authority in our life. Amen. Jesus went around healing all who were oppressed by the devil. All of them say, so I'm a candidate today I'm a candidate for, the power of God. for the power of God. I'm a candidate today for the healing power of God. Man, don't disqualify yourself. Somebody needs to hear this. Don't disqualify yourself because it's been a while. Don't disqualify yourself because you're looking and all you can see is a broken body. Don't disqualify yourself because of self-condemnation. Because you're feeling like, I just can't believe good enough. You don't need to believe good enough. You just need to believe in the one who is the healer. The one who is the healer. Amen. You know, when you receive a gift, what do you say? Thank you. Was it hard to receive salvation? Was it, this isn't a pop quiz. Was it hard to receive salvation? You just said thank you, right? Healing's the same way. We don't need to make this really complicated. We don't need to make receiving from God all about us or our goodness or what we've done. You can earn this if you tried. Amen. Jesus has paid the price for us to be free. For us to walk in the fullness of everything that he paid for us to have. He wants you to be free today. Come on. How many people in here would say, I'm willing to be free? Come on. I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready. over ready. Amen. I'm overcooked. I'm done. Amen. My time is going off. Amen. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm an easy receiver. Somebody needs to say, I'm an, I'm an easy receiver. I'm an easy receiver. I'm receiving everything that Jesus has for me. And I'm receiving it right now. Amen. How many people in here would say, I need to receive healing in my body today or healing in my mind today? Put your hand up where you are. All right. Do me me a favor. Just stand right up in your seat. Right where you are. Just stand right up in your place there.
0: And let me say this. Every single one of you, not only is a candidate for healing, but you have healing on the inside of you. Because Jesus lives on the inside of you. And who's the healer here today? Jesus. We're not the healers. Pastors Chuck and Karen aren't the healers. Right. Jesus is the healer. Amen. Praise God. He's the healer. So therefore, if you've got Jesus inside you, if you've given your life to the Lord, you've got healing. You can look at your hands and say, These are healing hands. Amen. Believers lay hands on the sick and they should recover. Amen. Not just pastors, not just apostles, not just prophets, believers. All believers lay hands on the sick and they'll recover. And if you're a believer today, which I believe every one of you are, if you're a believer today, you've got the power of God on the inside of you. Lay hands on the sick and see them recover.
1: Amen. So this is what we're going to do. There's so many people here. We don't have to make this an hour-long ordeal. Like Ashley was saying, you know, we've already got the healing power of God. He's already here. He hasn't got to make his mind up. We haven't got to whip ourselves up into some emotional frenzy to have the conditions just right. right. We don't need a glory cloud. We don't need an angel singing. We've got the king of glory on the inside of us. Amen. More than enough power. Say more than enough. More than enough. enough. I've got more enough power to heal the sick, raise the dead, or cast out any devil in hell. Amen. Believers lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. How many believers do we have in here? Come on. All right. If you're sitting down, I want you to rub your hands together till you can feel them getting a little warm. If you're sitting down, I'm talking, where's my sitting down crew? Okay, here they are, mostly on this side. Rub your hands together. There's nothing magical about the friction. It's just no one likes to have cold hands laid on them okay that's it it just gives you something to do alright now when they're toasty warm listen we're a body we're a body of believers who are dangerous to the devil when we wake up in the morning the devil's like oh no they're awake right yeah we made it through another night and we're we're set to we are fit to make your day really bad devil right okay so if you sat down I want you to get up out of your seat and go lay hands on somebody that's standing up okay you're going to have to move You're going to have to move unless you've got really long arms. There we go. Perfect. Now, if you're in a chain of people, just make a chain. As you lay hands on somebody, they can lay hands on the next person. Listen. As the power of God flows through you, not only do you receive, but you become a conduit for the person that's next to you. This is the Holy Spirit chain gang right here. Okay. Now we're going to pray and the power of God is going to be released from the inside of you, from your spirit man where all that healing power is living right now and it's going to shoot out into your flesh where you need it to be. And that sickness and that disease has absolutely no authority to stay where it is. Has absolutely no authority. It can only do one thing and that's leave this temple. You're a temple of the Holy Ghost and it has no right to trespass in your temple. We're about to evict the enemy evict the enemy notice has been served yes. thank you jesus yes, if you have a prayer language just begin to pray in your prayer language out loud right now thank you jesus thank you lord so right now Your healing power is flowing through our bodies. It's touching every mind, every body, every soul right now. It's flowing through us from the top of our head to the very soles of our feet. Right now that healing power is flushing out every lie of the enemy, all sickness, all disease, all infection, bacteria that has no right to be there. Right now we take authority over pain migraines, yeah. spinal conditions, scoliosis, stenosis, blocked arteries, organ failure, pancreases, come back to life. We command that healing power to be loose in your body, be loosed in every limb that you have. Thank you, Jesus. Here it is. Some of you are feeling heat right now, running down the back of your head, through your spine. He's making your bones knit back together. He's making your limbs and your joints look loose and able to move again. Arthritis is leaving. Tumorous growth are disappearing. disappearing. To be. Function in the way that you were told to, in the way that you were designed to. you. Lord is resetting immune systems, autoimmune conditions, leaving right now. High blood pressure coming down right now. Pain in the knees, leaving right now. Hips aligned right now in Jesus' name. Problems with the arches of the feet. The Lord is healing someone in the arches of their feet. Right now, thank you, Jesus. I hear a problem with tendonitis, an inflammation of the tendons. The Lord's resolving that for you. He's resolving that for you. Thank you. Someone has disappointment, I see disappointment on the inside of you, where it didn't go as you thought it was, where you didn't receive in the way that you thought. But the Lord is right now. He's he's stirring you up. He says, I've got a hope that doesn't disappoint. I've got a hope on you and you that's never gonna disappoint. I'm safe, I'm a safe place to put your hope, to put your expectation, to have a confident expectation of good. Get your hopes up, says the Lord. Get your hopes up, get your hopes in me. Thank you, Jesus. Someone's getting healed right now of a neck problem where you can't, you couldn't move your head from side to side without pain, but the Lord is setting you free. He's setting you free. You can bend, you can stretch, you can touch your toes. Strength is coming back to you. Strength is coming back to you. Thank you, Jesus. Strength in every part of your body, even into your fingertips. Someone has a problem with their big toe, and you thought, this is really insignificant. But the Lord says, no, none of you is insignificant to me. it's always good it's always for your blessing and right now we speak to that tiniest part of your body and we tell that toe to straighten up and we tell that fungus to grow and we tell that nail to grow out where it should to grow out where it should thank you jesus no more will your skin be easily bruised the lord has given someone new skin new skin Thank you, Lord. We command those wounds to close and that skin condition to leave your body right now. No more redness or flaking or itchiness. No more embarrassment or shame. The Lord is setting you free. He's setting you free. Thank you, Lord. Right now, we rebuke the shadow of depression, the weight of depression, the weight of shame. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Freedom over you i feel like there's a lady you have been you have been shackled in shame from an abortion that you had decades ago where the lord says i love you and i'm raising your baby in heaven i'm raising your baby in heaven amen don't walk in the shame it's a lie of the enemy your baby's been raised in paradise he's been raised in paradise thank you lord we break off that lie Of condemnation. It doesn't belong to you. It's not who you are. You're a free woman. You're not a slave anymore. You're a free woman. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. You're so good, God. Every sickness, every lie, every disease that the enemy has tried to plague you with is being dealt with it's being dealt with with the righteous anger god has been furious about what the devil has been trying to do for generations in your family but right now we evict it we evict it we cancel that diagnosis that prognosis right now we say this is a new day we choose life today how many people choose life so i choose life today i will live i will live and declare the goodness of God in the land of the living. I am strong. I am whole. I am healthy. My body does function as it should. My organs do operate as they should. I will live out the full measure of my days. Thank you, Lord against me can prosper He can't prosper but every tongue, my tongue Just. that rises That's against nice. it in judgment I will condemn it, it will repent God. thank you Lord we receive your healing power through every part of us now do something you couldn't do before you bend, you stretch you move, you run you test out what God has given you test out what God has given you we got some waving people over here Thank you, Lord. How many people, you say, I know something has changed in my body. Something has changed in my body. Put your hand up. If you can feel some tangible presence, there's a difference in your body. Move, bend, stretch. This is you. Move, bend, stretch. Do something. If you felt something shift in when we were praying and you know something is different, give me away. Put your hand right up. Look at these hands. What about in the middle section? You, what about over here? Anyone in this section? Over there, you felt something different. You did? What about over here? You feel something different. You know, something has changed. There's a, there's a tangible healing. People over here, listen. Put your hands way up in the air. I want to see you again. In the middle section, the lady here. Over here. Over here. All right, do this for me. Come out here really quickly. I want to meet you. This is really important. Let me show you something. Let them out real quick. I promise you I won't bite. I'm only five foot. Come here. If you've a difference quick, in your quick, quick, body,
0: come forward right quick, now. Quick. This is really important. Come forward right now. If you, if there's a tangible difference in your body. Come forward right so, now. See
1: what happens, you know, Romans twelve eleven says that we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. The problem is when we leave an environment like this, the devil's like, did that really happen? Did that really happen or did you just make it up? But when you testify, he can never steal it from you. He can never steal it from you. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. All right, actually.
0: <laughs> Here's what we're going to do, okay? No preaching. No preaching. We just want to hear what happened. Come here. You can preach another time.
1: What happened?
0: Well, God just delivered
1: you. You know, you pray and pray, and you don't ever know where it's at. That's the most unexpected time. God come and he touched me. It just feels totally different.
0: You are feeling your body.
1: Absolutely. Hallelujah. Praise
0: God. That's awesome. Hallelujah. What happened? What happened? I
1: wasn't diagnosed with anything, but um, I know, like, right here, like, spine in your back my back yeah um it's like when i bend back it kind of hurts and yeah i don't so it's been
0: hurting how long has it been hurting for months months of pain in your back
2: It just feel it just felt like nothing serious like a cramp or something
1: i never you know
0: so move your neck around but
1: it, I, I don't feel any, any pain?
0: pain no pain hallelujah. Hallelujah. hallelujah healed thank you jesus that's awesome what happened Miss?
1: I, I am believing the Lord. I have to see myself. I've been um, having like a little lump here and little ones. But I I don't know if it's physically gone. I have to see myself in the mirror. But I felt uh, his power here and all over my body. I'm believing the Lord for everything. Yes. Hallelujah. Amen.
0: Hallelujah. Praise God. Next, next. What happened? What happened?
1: So I've been struggling with anxiety a lot lately. And um, I just felt... I was invited by Mr. Ernst to come today, and um, I've been feeling that I have a calling that God wants me to do. And every time I talk about it, I get it in my hands. And just like you said, I feel like everybody has a calling in mine. I feel like I'm meant to pray over people. And I feel I have no, I have no worries. I have no worries.
0: The sight is gone. Hallelujah, that's awesome. Praise the Lord. Tell us what happened.
1: From the top of my head to the soles of my feet. The devil's tried to kill me. Tried to kill me in September with COVID. Then
2: I had a wreck. He delivered me. But I've had for years, I've had joint pain. Knee
0: pain. Joint pain for years in your shoulders and your knees?
2: This shoulder, these knees and my back.
0: Okay, have you tested it?
2: My neck recently, I don't feel it.
0: Do something. Do something that would hurt. Do something. Move your neck. Now, now, now. If you, if you did this, if you did that an hour ago, would it have hurt? Do what? Would that have hurt normally? Would it have Would it cause? Pain? But, oh, it would have hurt had I done it. Any pain now?
1: No. No pain. Hallelujah! She's healed. Yay! Thank you, Jesus. What happened, Miss?
0: Struggling, I, it's been like a nail in my elbow for several months. And um, when she prayed over tendonitis, I felt that that released. Yeah. Come on. Feel it, test it out. How's it feel? This, it's not, there's no pain. Now. You couldn't do that earlier. No. Do it again, show it, anyway, but without pain. No, it's been like any pain now. Any pain, no. no pain. Hallelujah, she's healed. Thank you, Holy Jesus. God. That's awesome. Who else? Who else? Let's testify. Who else? Go ahead, miss. I
2: have a very bad stomach drove two and a half hours to get here today. Praise
0: God, that's awesome. I'm glad you're here.
2: This is my niece, but uh, I don't have any pain in the stomach
0: now. The pain's all gone. Have you had pain for a long time?
2: I have it off and on all the time. time. I believe you're healed.
0: No more pain. Hallelujah. She's healed. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. What happened, Miss? Like four years now, I had a pain on my left side and my back. Four years, four years, people four years pain in your left side and your back. I use a walker. I came in here with a key and I couldn't walk without it. Couldn't walk without a cane. And it just went like a bit. Come on, Hallelujah! Thank you, Jesus, thank you, Jesus, thank you, Lord. Take a walk, take a walk. Come on, Hallelujah! Look at that. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. God is so good. What happened?
1: John ten ten. I got my life abundance
0: for death feel different yes you've been delivered yes you've been released breakthrough hallelujah that's awesome thank you jesus hallelujah thank you lord let's give jesus some praise thank you jesus hallelujah thank you lord thank you jesus thank you jesus you can be seated for just a minute i've got a few other things i want to tell you be seated. Ma'am, had, who had fun this morning at church? Praise God. We had fun. Let me just say one thing. First of all, Carly or I didn't lay hands on any of you, okay? You had the power of God on the inside of you. Believers lay hands on the sick and they'll recover. And you know, uh, Ephesians 4.11, it talks about the five-fold ministry. I love that this is a five-fold ministry church, you, but they believe in the offices in the church. I tell people sometimes I'd like to give some people some five-fold ministry. But anyway, five-fold ministry is what builds up the church. But have you know, the five-fold ministers aren't even the ones called to do the ministry. Now, we do the ministry, but they're the ones that equip the saints. That's Who are right. the saints?
2: Nice.
0: We're all saints because we're giving our lives to Jesus. You become a saint. And why do the saints be equipped? For the work of the ministry. That's right. That's right. So Pastor Chuck's here on a Sunday morning equipping you, empowering you, encouraging you, motivating you to go out and do the work of the ministry. I don't care if it's in the store, if it's in your family, if it's in your workplace, if it's walking down the street. You can do the work of the ministry. You can lay hands on the sick and see them recover. You can tell people about Jesus. So me and Kai didn't lay hands on anyone. You don't need us. You can keep praying. You can, when symptoms come, you rebuke those symptoms. You have authority. You tell those symptoms to stop. And maybe some of you didn't feel anything tangible in your body. That does not mean you were not healed. See, Jesus See Jesus cursed a fig tree, and in one, in one gospel, it said the fig tree immediately died. And in the other gospel, it says that, that 24 hours later, they saw the fig tree was dead. Now, have you know, the word of God does not contradict itself. That's right. So what happened there? Let me tell you what happened. When Jesus cursed that fig tree, it died from the roots. But you couldn't see it above the surface yet. 24 hours later, you could see it above the surface. The leaves had dropped, and the, the tree looked dead. At what point was that tree cursed and at what point did it die? The minute Jesus spoke to it. That's right. You are healed the minute you believe it, praise God. You are healed when people lay down, you are healed. So don't let the enemy steal your healing. I didn't feel anything. It still feels like that. No, sometimes we have testimonies the next day or the next week or the next month or the next year. God wants you well. God wants you well. Supernatural healing power has been released today and God wants you well. So you just hang on, praise God. You just watch. You confess your healing. Say, I'm healed, praise God. I'm healed. Jesus paid for my healing 2,000 years ago. I'm healed. And you watch what happens, amen. You can ask people to pray for you. You can stay in faith and believe. But don't say it didn't work. I tried, it just didn't work. Don't say it didn't work. Don't dig up your seed, praise God. You're healed, amen. You are healed, whether you felt something or not. And if you did feel something, thank you for testifying. It's powerful when you testify. We overcome by the blood of the lamb, by what he did and what we have to say about it. Praise God. So powerful. Man, I've had fun in church this morning. Praise God. We've had fun, Pastor Chuck. This has been a great time. I want to do one more thing before I release you. I want to do one more thing. You know, as Pastor Chuck says, we travel and do this. We have actually um, travel and then midweek we make television programs and media programs and things like that. Um, next, the next trip we're doing in January is Atlanta. Then we go to Nigeria. We're doing a conference in Nigeria. Then we come back and we go to, no, then we go to Atlanta. Then we go to Phoenix, Nigeria, Atlanta in January. We do about three or four trips a month. And we also make television and do things like that. We never charge when we go places. We believe that we just go and, and share the word. We get a church of 10 people. We get a church of 10,000 people. We don't go because of the finances. We go because we want to share the word. And we go where the spirit tells us Amen. to go. But what we do is we think the most biblical thing to do is just allow people the opportunity to give freely to Terodesk Ministries. When you hear the word 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 9, verse 11 says, when you've, when you've received spiritually, it's only right that you give the opportunity to sow materially. Now, let me tell you a few things real quickly. This is really important. First of all, there is zero pressure to give. Not one of you has to give today. We're going to leave here. We're going to be happy. We're going we're to have a great time. Not one of you has to give. We get to give, okay? We don't have to give. The second thing is I do not want a penny. I do not want one dollar that belongs to New Harvest Church. We actually have our own envelopes for this reason. Is because we don't want any mix-up here. Your tithes and your main giving should be where you're fed in your local church. New Harvest people, you give your tithes here, you give here, praise God. This is extra, this is above. If you want to sow above that, then you can sow to our ministry. We have envelopes, you can make checks out to des Ministries. Um, you can uh, do credit card, debit cards, whatever you want to do on those envelopes, okay? And then the third thing I want to tell you about is, this offering is not going to go towards the hotel, and who wa- no one wants to give to American Airlines and... And you know the Hilton, okay? Where this offering is going to go is actually going to go to a special project. And and I forgot to ask you, Pastor Chuck, about this. I hope this is okay. But we're believing God. We're actually doing a new style of television. So we currently have a television program it goes out to um, on Daystar. It goes out on Ctn, uh, Tbn Africa, all around the world. And we have testimonies. It blesses us. We have testimonies. This is the power of Jesus. We have testimonies. People saying. I didn't know God was that good. I didn't know that. We had one guy in, um, I think it was Kenya, who said, I like this God you talk about. I want to know, I want to receive Jesus. He received Jesus. Another lady in Arkansas, she was laying in hospital and she was watching, she was flicking through the channels and she saw her say, it's God's will for you to be well. She was meant to be in there for three months. She came out two days later, completely healed. So this television program, it goes out all around the world. Anyone seen our television program, Abundant Life? You should watch it. It costs us thousands of dollars to make. (laughs) (laughs) But the idea is it's a big net okay, it's getting people interested in the power of God, it's it's, it's actually a net to bring people to the Lord, so anyway, we have at the moment, we have a studio set up, we have different sets and things, but we need one extra camera we only have three cameras, we need a fourth camera so we can interview people, we want to do more interviews, we want to draw the the things of God out of people, we want to promote people, maybe we could have Chuck and Karen out one day and we can actually have them on television, promote them and tell, tell the world what's happening in New Harvest Church we would love that, so we want to interview people, so we need an extra camera, so anyway my TV people come to me, they said, we need $6,800 $6,800 for this new camera and tripod and I was like guys can you not buy something that's worth $100 can you not come to me and say we need $100 you know what I'm saying Pastor Chuck nothing costs $100 I'm like $6,800 but anyway they did their research it's, it's, uh, we do things of excellence so it's not extravagant but it's a new camera HD TV quality camera tripod and everything else if you don't mind I'd like this entire offering to go to that so when you're sewing today think about this this is sewing towards television and towards media YouTube, Facebook, television in Africa and all around the world a TV, uh, Daystar alone has 1.6 billion potential viewers. Billion for B. So this word's getting out. So you're sowing for the word to get out. We call it world evangelism. You're sowing towards that. And as you sow, believe big. Don't give just to tip God. Give, believe him. Put your faith out there. And let me tell you this one quick story. I was, um, a, a friend of mine, he's a minister, a very powerful minister. He's one of my mentors, if you like. And um, the first time I met him one-on-one, I said, if you're ever in Colorado, please let me know. So he texted me He said, I'm going to be in Colorado. I'll meet you in Starbucks. I said, OK. So I drove like an hour one way. He drove an hour the other way. And I met him in this Starbucks um, between the two of us. And on the way there, I was thinking, you know what? I've learned so much from this man. I read his books. I listen to his, his things. I really like, I'm going I'm to give him an offering. So I was going to write, I'm just being honest. If this offends you, I'm sorry. But I was $500. And then I thought, no, he's really blessed me. I'm going to give him $1,000. So and I was a little tight at the time, just being honest. So it was a little sacrificial. But I was like $1,000. I get there, and he's in line for coffee, and I give him a hug, and I give him the check. I said, sir, this is an offering for you. He took that offering, he didn't even open it. He put it in his pocket. And he said, I've got an offering for you, Ashley. This guy's in his 70s. I'm like, I've got an offering for you, Ashley. I thought, this is strange. And I was a little nervous, because I never met him one-on-one before. So you know sometimes when you're nervous, you say things you don't mean to say? Like Peter, not knowing what to say, said. So Ashley, not knowing what to say, said, well, I wonder whose offering's bigger then? And I was like, he didn't even crack a smile. He just looked right at me and said. My offering's bigger than yours. I was like, "How does he know? I haven't even—he hasn't even opened the check. How does he know?" So he went and sat down. He pulled his my check out and he opened my check. He looked at it, he went, "Hmm," and he put it to one side. He pulled his checkbook out and he wrote a check out for four thousand dollars back to me. I was like, "Praise wow. the Lord! Can I get a witness?" Now my first thought was, I was like, "Praise God!" He said to me, "He said, Ashley, he said when I met you, he said the Lord spoke to me and said if you gave me anything today." If you gave me anything, I was to quadruple it back to you. That's what the Lord told me to do. Wow. Whatever you give me, I was going to quadruple it back to you. I was like, praise the Lord. I was like, I'm glad I gave a 1,000 and not 500. <laughs> I'm only 2,000 up. You know what I'm <laughs> so, then he looked at me real intensely and he said, Ashley, he said, if you'd known that beforehand, would it have changed how you gave to me today? And I said, sir, I've got to be honest. He said, how would it have changed? I said, I would have gone to the bank. I would've gone, I would have, I mean I would have got the kids' piggy banks. I would have got everything I could have to give to you if I knew that you were gonna quadruple it back to me because you're a man of your word. He said, we've got a problem then, he said. You don't really believe the word of God. Wow. He said, because every time you sow into the kingdom of God, he always multiplies. He never takes. He says in 2nd Corinthians chapter 9, verse 10 that he multiplies the seed that you sow. He said it might not be instant. But every time you give into the kingdom of God, he will always multiply it back to you, praise God. It might not come in ways you expect. You might give devotionally today and then you'll have a transactional deal tomorrow or next week or next month. That's how it works. Maybe a pay raise, maybe a business idea, maybe something will happen, back payment will come to you. God will get money to you praise God if he can get it through you he'll get money to you the purpose of God prospering us is so that we can give even more praise God he wants to establish his covenant through our prosperity and and, and he's given us the power to get wealth so that we can prosper so that he can establish his covenant so as you give today believe God I'm going to pray for this offering believe God and, and believe God big believe God for increase some of the greatest breakthroughs we've had if we've believed God and given amen praise God I'm so glad this church teaches tithing teaches tithing to the church I'm so glad this church is a church that believes in abundance I believe that right here, New Harvest Church, the people in New Harvest Church should be talked about in Clewiston for being the the richest people in town. That's right. Come on. If that offends you, but you know why? Because you can help more people. That's right. You heard the golden rule, right? He who owns the gold makes the rules. And I'm just saying, if you have wealth, you can do more. You can help more people. We can build more schools. We can do more things in the community. We can feed more uh, hungry people. We can house more homeless. You can do more with with more money. Money is just a tool. T-O-O-L for God's kingdom. So make sure that you're sowing seeds so that you can increase, so you can give even more praise. God, I'm going to pray for this offering and then we're going to come up and receive it. Father God, I thank you for everyone giving today. I thank you, Lord, that this money is going towards this television camera, meaning that we can now interview two people. We can have four people on camera at one time. And I thank you, Lord, you're going to show us who to have on there as guests. I thank you, people are going to be promoted, people are going to have increase. And I thank you for that television program to win souls for you, Lord. Lord, right now we call in people all around the world to give their lives to Jesus, to give their lives to you through that television program. As we sow into this, Lord, I thank you. We're taking this unrighteous mammon. And we're actually turning into true riches people people's lives being changed and we put demand on this offering that people's lives will be changed through this money as pastor chuck said the least important thing finances is going to be turned into the most important thing and that's people's lives turning to you jesus i thank you for an increase on everyone giving increase i call this church debt free in jesus name i call new harvest church debt free in jesus name i thank you for these new buildings being built easily easily Pastor Chuck, this is going to be an easy thing, says the Lord. No more burden, no more struggle. Yes. This is going to be an easy thing. Watch what the Lord can do. You can build this without money, says the Lord. You can build this supernaturally. I have other ways, says God. I have other ways of doing this. I have ways, Pastor Chuck, you haven't even thought of yet. And it's going to be an easy yes. thing, says the Lord. These new buildings are going to be easy, says the Lord. Stop expecting them to be hard. They're going to be easy, says the Lord. And I thank you that goes for every family here yes. that have supernatural debt release and supernatural promotion in Jesus' name. And everyone. Said. Amen, yes. amen. Praise God. You can give the offering. I'm going to pass this over to Pastor Chuck. Oh, we have some uh, we have some resources. If you want resources, we have books back there on fear. Don't be fear, fearful. Fear less. We have books on there about um, supernatural increase. If you want to increase supernaturally, we have books on there. We have a children's book called Hannah and the Beach Stool. This is our first ever children's book. If you've got children. Then go back there and get a children's book. You'll be really blessed by that. Praise God. That'll bless you. Amen. So, Pastor Chuck, thank you. Thank you for a fun Sunday morning. Sorry you've gone over, but appreciate you so much, brother.
2: Amen. Amen. Well, how many's enjoyed the ministry of Ashley and Carly Teredes today? Amen. The um, just say this real quick, and then we'll go. Um, our church is our church will be 32 years old here in January. And um, I've never allowed anybody to, to do the offering the way they do it, even with passing out their own envelopes. I've never done that. That's never happened, never. And, uh, but I know the integrity of their hearts. I know the character of their life. And I think that says a lot about them. And, and so what you invested in today, you know this. We, we teach this here. You can't, you can't buy the anointing because it's not for sale. But we do get to invest in it and what we invest in, we receive from. Amen? So I believe today, I believe even as many of us go out of this building today, some are going to be healed as we go. That's what happened. A lot of the guys that Jesus ministered to, a lot of the people, they were healed as they went. And I believe there's healing coming in multiple areas over people's lives today, even as you go today. I believe there's, I believe, I felt this when he was praying a while ago. There's financial breakthrough coming over people's lives today. Come on, I mean, if two years have locked us down and we've learned what the value of what life is really about, even through COVID, but I'm telling you, God's not finished with his church financially. That's right. Come on. Look at somebody say, you look a whole lot better in God's kingdom than you do in the world's kingdom. Amen. And there is financial breakthrough coming over your life. Amen. 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 So thank you guys so much. Thank you for being here today. I know y'all came a long ways for one service and, uh, but we're, we're honored and blessed. And I just sense the anointing of God is here today. Don't you believe they ought to come back and stay a while? Don't you all believe yes. that, New Harvest? Yes. Amen. Amen. Come on, stand to your feet this morning. We're going to pray. They do have resources back there at the back table. Please go by there and check that out and make sure you get some of that. It's been a good day today. It's been Amen. a good day. Heaven wins, hell loses. That's right. Come on. Amen. It's been a good day. Amen. Father, we thank you this morning. Lord, we thank you for the ministry of Ashley and Carly Terades. Thank you, Lord, for what they're doing literally around the world, lives that are being forever touched and transformed by the anointing power of the Holy Spirit. Lord, we thank you today that you're using them to bring life and liberty. Thank you today, Lord, that you're using them to release the ministry of the kingdom to people's hearts and lives all over the world. Thank you today, Lord, that you've allowed them to cross our paths to be here at New Harvest Church today. And, Lord, we thank you for all the miracles that have taken place in this house today. Thank you for the miracle of healing. Thank you for the miracle of salvation, the miracle of deliverance, the miracle of breakthroughs. And, Lord, we just give you all the praise and we give you all the glory for it. Bless your people as they go today. Call for an incredible week today, Lord. We thank you, Lord, that you empower your people For an amazing week today. In your name we pray. In Jesus name. Amen. And amen. God bless you. Love on somebody. We'll see you Tuesday night. For corporate prayer.